0: Speech is what makes us human. And this is Hyperborean Radio. I am the Lorekeeper, and with me as always is the Celtic God. Say hello to the fine people.
1: Hey people, how's it going? So, yeah, anyways, uh, I guess this episode we'd like to say is brought to you by Hyperboreanradio.com and the Patreons, which support such endeavors. So if you'd like to uh, support us, consider uh, jumping on our Patreon Uh, You get a backdoor key into the website that we're building and episodes early. So there we go. Let's keep it moving.
0: Yes. And here's the thing is we've actually been kind of sitting on this idea for a while because we noticed a while ago that the language is being contorted to the point where it's borderline useless. And you know, it's not
1: just English. It's it's all of them.
0: Well, they've already done it with some languages. Like, the Franks did this where they made them their, their people speak a Latin-style language, and you end up with French, which, if anyone's tried to learn French, it is a nonsense language.
1: Right. Well, like, the exact same phrasing, meaning I want more, is exactly the same. If I exactly want more, then the I, I want more. If is, I don't want more, then I don't, I don't get more. more. Yeah, it, yeah. That's it's turning into a slave language.
0: Or, uh... You've watched a lot of footage from like the Ukraine conflict and they'll slip into English because when they try to communicate with their own language, it just turns into a mess. Yeah. And these are native speakers that get into fights because they can't understand each other, which is
1: crazy. Well, and 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 it's not a new thing, but it is speeding up.
0: Well, and English has always been a a fairly good language. Like I I read some stuff on Old English not too long ago, kind of looking into it. And yeah, it's always had a lot of minutia, a lot of elements, and it's, it has this, I think it picked up this kind of unique trait from the Gaelic languages that influence it and all that, which is it's a magpie language. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, that's a useful word, I'll take that. You know, instead of doing like a 50 letter long compound word,
1: it's like, you know what, that one you use, that one will work just that fine. That one that's pretty short, yeah, we'll use that one instead of a big long description. Well, and the thing is, is with the language bear, uh, bearers, meaning man, it's important. Language is important because the language forms the thought, which allows us to form complex thoughts. And it's the, the defining factor between us and many animals, like bears. Bears are, there's significant overlap between the dumbest of tourists and the smartest of bears.
0: Well, and there's various animals that you could argue are as smart, if not smarter, than people. I mean, it, it's a joke you used to hear from some of your coworkers. People who work here should be at least as smart as a German Shepherd. Yeah. But horses, dolphins, a variety of other animals right, they're are just smart in their own
1: way. The, so the major defining factor, and this isn't a don't eat meat. No. Steak, steak is, is good. Steak is good. So is pork. Yeah, eat meat. It's good for you. Um, But the major defining factor between many animals, uh, besides species, of course, is the ability for speech. It's something that we excel at. We require speech to be able to communicate complex ideas as well as even having them.
0: Precisely. Well, and this is why, like you touched on, one of the words for people, like a kenning, you know how like... Othin has one eye, Freya has sow, Broggy has long beard. One of the kennings for people or one of the names for humans, mankind, is speech bearers. Because it is the thing that differentiates us from, from any other animal except other humanoid-shaped things is the ability to speak and convey complex ideas. Because, like, you actually, in your two years camping, because you didn't really interact with people... Mm-hmm. You kind of defaulted to being able to think in images, in scents. Tastes,
1: sensations, yes. Yeah. But but most of the complex, like, theoretical and uh, philosophical thoughts faded away.
0: Well, even just practical. Yeah. Like, you just need enough to survive. But if you want to communicate things to people, there's a... if you want to build a house, you can build a house fairly well on your own, thinking, hmm, and just put it up based on what you have in your head. But if you want to make something grand, if you want to start developing more tools, if you want to convey what you've learned about house building, people. yes, to work with people and pass things along,
1: you need speech bearers. Yeah, you need to be able to communicate. Well, and it's and how. More than just grunts.
0: Well, and it's how culture continues, and it's. Humans are not unique in having cultures or grudges. Because like ravens. Ravens will have regional cultures. Ravens will have regional dialects. Ravens will teach things. Even take grudges they have with specific people back to their unkindness. That's the one for ravens. But the ability to speak is so important to people. And not only speak, but have the complexity of thought that speech allows
1: right. well and this is why we get the way that we do about language us meaning hyper boring radio is there are i would love to lay this down on on just a cabal like oh you got some evil people sitting around the table going how do we fuck with the people we're gonna fuck with their language like a power ranger villain yeah but it that's not what's going on it's everyday people and especially some people that want to seem smarter than what they are what they'll end up doing is taking an idea like one that we did a, a post on here is the a thing what is a thing we all know what a thing is but then they proceed to make the thing more complicated than what it is for what reason all they're doing is messing with what a thing is what it means well or it, they'll either dumb it down combining it with many other words like changing uh making conflating mad with angry and these theory. are two completely separate things or they will take a word like well our people used to have things but what were things and then they they would bring out their raven claws and their hawk feathers and channel around of. Uh, hop around in circles singing humany humminy hum humany humany hum as they prayed to the spirits and the great sky no we still do things you I guarantee everybody out in the audience has said this hey you want to go down to the thing
0: well and to explain because this is one of the issues that comes up with the word thing is it's still used properly it's a lot like weird but the context is lost so like People might have been very confused by what you just said. Mm-hmm. A thing, also known as a folk moot or a tribal council or a meeting, was a historical gathering, usually to discuss social no issues. No such
1: thing as the word historical. Thank you. Uh,
0: historic meeting, and still used today because uh, Norway, Daneland, and Iceland all uh, still have things. Greenland,
1: uh, there's bunches bunch of countries that still use the word in tandem all they did was they they shifted the focus of it from the, the, the group meeting or the, the gathering to the political or legal side of the it. Legislature. The legislature. Yeah, the legislature, because that, was, that would be part of it, but so would the county fair.
0: Yeah, it would basically be like if, to use a, a generalized example, if America's Congress only met on the big holidays— So, like, you'd meet on New Year's. Or
1: every time they got together, there was a grand celebration all around the, the building that they meet in.
0: Yeah, one of the two. Either there's a fair when Congress meets or Congress meets when there's a fair. Or both. And that would be kind of how it would work. And that is just one example of one word whose meaning is still kind of the same, but has lost much of the the nuance
1: and context We still of use it. it the same way right up until we think about it. And then we get weird with it, very strange, and start applying it in ways, w- overthinking it. Stop overthinking, egghead. Well, and actually,
0: that's something else, because weird, strange, odd, these all mean different things. Mm-hmm. Like, strange actually refers to something other. So, like, for us, um, stuff that happens in India would be strange. Whereas... uh, Odd is, like,
1: uncommon.
0: Yes, and then weird has more of a... It's weird. It's weird. It's weird. We did a whole podcast, Weirdcraft, on it. But, like, weird would be meeting the girl that... Meeting the same girl like five times in a day on complete accident and you inevitably and you end up meeting
1: her five different times in six different places and you guys aren't stalking each other
0: yes and then you end up going on a date and marry there's freaking now just think
1: about how weird that is yes what i just said five different times in six different places
0: yes and that's a that's a rom-com uh thing right there right the weird date or something i don't know
1: well this has been done with many of our words Mm -hmm. Fate, Destiny, Doom, where I recently did a, a post on Doom. We
0: did a post on things.
1: Yes. Words are important. But we still actually use them correctly. Like with Mad. Mad Lad. We have to be careful and defensive, actually, of language. And don't let the, the eggheads pollute them. Or the, let's say, unknowing conflate them like well that's what i mean no don't allow that in arguments no like, and it's, w- when they say that they're moving goalposts they're changing definitions and they will continue to do it on the fly basically just to confuse you to prove their point
0: well it's to bring this to the consequences of the destruction of language There's obviously the creation of slave languages, like the corruption of languages that have already happened, like French and the Slavic languages. But it's also happening where English is degrading, and it's degrading fast, like an idiocracy where the languages—you can't communicate topics. It's beyond
1: what's natural.
0: It's, It's to the point where you not only can't communicate complex topics, but people are so incapable of considering them that even if you try, all it does is anger people. Well,
1: and let's be honest. It's actually starting in schools Oh because yeah. everybody wants to say, well, it's social media, it's TV, it's, it's this and that. And yes, that is part of it. But so many of our people are sent to school and the teacher themselves is teaching that mad means angry. That is not what mad means. Mad is a type of intensity. Well, and language is
0: power and I'm going to bring up something that I'm actually passionate about. It's a bit of an odd thing to be passionate about, but we were talking about this. The TH sound Mm -hmm. is something that... It's it's not unique to our people, people, but it's really prominent in our people. So, like, the TH sound. There's specific letters for it. There's theta, there's thurizas. there's probably agam, but agam isn't... There's a lot of them. Yeah. But the TH sound is something that is common in many of our languages it's something we use a lot of it's important and actually it ends up becoming more prominent the more the common tongue is kind of spoken without being messed with with media with education stuff like that the th sound is disappearing in certain areas of our lands because of the influx of other cultures who don't speak a language like our language so it's resulting in these languages don't even
1: have the same palate because they're actually starting to admit that. They don't have the same palate, so they struggle to make this sound. Well, it's Which cool. is weird, but okay.
0: Well, it's like a dog trying to sound like a cat.
1: Yeah. It doesn't work. Well, it, there's... I'm, I'm, I'm going to be as polite as I can. There's some dumbasses on YouTube and on other various social medias that will say, well, the TH sound is dying... Because of dumb white people. And they're replacing the TH sound with a D sound. No, I've been to many rural areas. I've talked to people from all voice talked with people because I haven't traveled that extensively to other countries. But I've voice, talk, uh, voice chatted with people from all over the world. The TH sound remains strong. What's dro- what is typically dropped off is the T, just the T replaced with a D. So instead of butter, it's butter. However, it is still thunder or bother. I've never heard our people go bother, unless they're intentionally uh, imitating another group and another group's enunciations. Uh, oh yeah, I
0: think the only example of a th turning into a d is, I think in the Netherlands they kind of did it, but. The main thing that seems to happen is there was a point in English, I don't, and I know in some other languages as well, where the th sound was basically written with a d.
1: Right, in which case that's a that's a problem in translation based off from writing. That is not a spoken language issue. Well, no, that it, is a written language issue.
0: Well, it's like when f's used to look like s's. Right, or uh, another issue that's popped up. So instead up,
1: of strigholder, it becomes frig holder
0: Yes, or uh, another one. Is and, and
1: by the way, uh, not to interrupt, but I'm going to give a quick little lesson. For anybody that actually reads old handwritten documents, there's this thing commonly mis di- uh, misread as an F. It, because it does kind of look like a soft capital F. Because And it doesn't look like an S because the, the bottom tail of it doesn't swoop all the way up. It just has a little ticker at the end. And then they put a dash through the middle, just like on our modern F. That's how the capital S used to be written to differentiate it from other letters. That's an S. It's not an F. Okay. Lesson over. Yes. I was going to get into one other
0: odd letter quirk while we're on these. The letter Y used to be used, at, I don't know enough about it to know if it was used like we use y now and like this but at some point it was used when they were switching from the runic alphabet and the runic alphabet was basically falling away in fav- uh, in common text like when people would write stuff down from being the primary way of writing to, to, latin. To, to, to latin and runes were basically just used as pictograms for a while the y the letter y was used for the th sound That's why it says yield. It's not yield. It's the old. Yes. It's just they wrote it with a Y. I found that out. I thought that makes a lot of sense.
1: Right. Well, notice, too, it's a different Y because I know what Y you're talking about. It's a Y. It's capital Y, but it's got a little dash in it. Not at the top and the bottom is the way that you see it now. It's got a little dash right under where the Y joins the up and down.
0: So kind of like uh, the symbol for yen
1: in I I guess. I don't know what you're talking about with the symbol for Yen, but um, yes, it's, it's that used to be fairly common in old handwriting for the a dash to be in the letter somewhere. I don't know why. I'm guessing it probably had something to do with writing with quills. Probably. But it, it's like um, cursive. Cursive handwriting comes from people writing by hand a lot, and it it's not that they couldn't print, it, just, it was easier to keep the pen moving to keep the ink flowing smoothly. Well, And, then and yes, up. this does still have to do with language, directly, just in case you didn't notice.
0: Well, and this actually brings me to the old alphabets of Europe, because Latin is a very versatile alphabet, but it used to be used phonetically, and it was used phonetically because that's how, like for instance, the runes were used. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing is, I want to mostly focus on speech, but just while we're on this topic, the old alphabets of Europe had some very interesting quirks to them, like runes also doubled as pictograms, much like saying platform
1: A yeah, or apartment C. Well, we still do it today.
0: Oh, yeah. But there's actually old examples of poetry where they would replace whole words with a rune because the rune meant that, like the... I think it's the A rune meant oak or something in Old English, but I'm not, a, not super into the runes. But it's like, why were runes called secrets? Well, they were the secrets of the universe. No, it's they, because...
1: Well, they're still secrets. Well, it's like passing a note don't, in class. Yeah, exactly. If you don't know how to read, the third person, and you and me are, are writing notes to each other. The other person doesn't read English. They only read, I don't know, German. They have no idea what we're saying to each other. It's a secret. that's that's pretty much all it means. And, and it's something the secret isn't just a secret to be kept away because many secrets aren't actually intended to be kept away and 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 uh, hidden away from anybody else. It, but it's there's an old uh, what's the word into no, not intonation. but there there's an old secondary meaning to it. Which is like to pass on, to, to pass on information. You know, like family secrets. They aren't secrets. You're not keeping them from the family. Well, You're passing them on down the line. Like when grandma teaches you her secret ingredient to her famous pie crust. Yes. And they, she will tell everybody the secret. Yes. She just won't give them the full information because it's a family secret to be passed on down through families. But. Or th- through the family, but that's the idea that secret has. It's a secret that's not a secret.
0: Yes. Oh, it's like the, the recipe. Like, Grandma has a recipe card with all the directions on how to use the recipe. Every item. Yes, every item and all the minutia they're in. But she doesn't show most people until she's ready to pass the recipe on.
1: Or she will share it because they don't know. She didn't write down what order to mix them in. Which is important. On occasion, sometimes it matters what order you do things in. So, all of it's there. It's even in the right order, but it's just not explained. You need to do it in this order.
0: Well, and we've covered this before on Magic, and we've covered it in Weird Craft. All books are spell books. Mm-hmm. Because when you read a book, it it affects you. You're reading a th- oh, thousands upon thousands of words that usually are trying to communicate a single idea. If you're not careful, you can end up with a drastic level of indoctrination on accident
1: yeah it, it, it's
0: it's rooms it's
1: why we say argue with everything that you everything argue with everything if you're watching a tv show youtube video listening to us reading a book argue with it debate with it keep your mind active it keeps your defenses up and allows you to actually reason as opposed to just being like a computer and downloading information and then uh, being like the Borg and assimilating it and then running off.
0: Well, and this is the the dangers of not understanding the power of speech, the power of language. There's a reason language, speech, writing is usually attributed to deities. They are powerful, powerful tools. right? Because the ability to speak, yes, it's attributed special properties. It's more properties, than just
1: the ability to speak. It's the ability to communicate.
0: To communicate, to actually transcend time because you, by writing something down or by passing things along orally, you can effectively keep something immortal. An idea, uh, a meme, because a meme actually isn't what people think with like the, the Shiba Inu that bonks people on the head. Yes, that's a meme. But that's a meme in the slang term. A meme, I think it was coined by Richard Dawkins. He might have been using an old reference. I'm not sure. But A meme just means something that is passed along in the culture. So like impressionism um, is a meme. Uh, Flipping someone off with your middle finger is a meme. These are... And it ranges. It ranges everything from the concept of a novel to the French kissing people on the side of their cheek. These are all memes. They are the the non-biological but also somewhat ingrained element of the culture of the people it's the the, the genetic the code that's genetic. Yes, the, the, the unconscious yes the collective
1: unconscious blah 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 all the words for those yes and there's words like these ones here bother me is fate destiny and doom doom is given almost explicitly a negative connotation that is not at all what it means you can be doomed to have seven kids Right, and that, it's a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful thing to have seven kids. It is not a negative connotation. It just means the, the final, well, the, 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 the act. F- the, the, the finality act. of how that works out, right. basically. But these words have been muddied, and they're used so flippantly. The definitions, we still know the definitions, but there's too much of this, well, that's what I mean. I don't give a fuck what you mean. Use the right words then. English is contextual. Most languages are contextual, but they're, especially with Hyperborean languages, they are also extremely precise. That's why we will struggle sometimes to find a word. We know that the word's there, but we can't grab a hold of it. It's because the language has been fucked with so much and it, there's a perfectly good word there that describes exactly what we mean but we know that the other person doesn't understand the context of the word or the meaning of the word in this context
0: well that's the thing is you can you can keep as much of the language alive as you want but if no one else does you're a living relic yeah the other people unless they actually learn the language to a similar level. It won't matter.
1: Well, and I've gotten everyday people around me to start using language more precisely simply by using it more precisely myself. And then when they use the wrong words, I correct them. And, well, that's what I meant. I don't care what you meant. You can call a, a car spaghetti all you want. It is still a car. Well, and that's the
0: other thing is as the words corrupt, they have less and less meaning. And then, like, I don't know how many people have... Dealt with uh, like Ch- uh, Chicanos and like uh, the Latin Americans in America, but Spanglish. Mm-hmm. Anyone who's dealt with people that well, there's spe- a
1: reason why Spanglish developed.
0: Yes, Spanglish is terrible.
1: Well, it is, but the reason why they why Spanglish started becoming a thing is because they because I've talked to people that use Spanglish. It's because they can actually be more persp- precise in the language. By using English in conjunction with Spanish. Yes. Because there's there's too many like double meanings in in, Spanish.
0: Well, and that's the other. Like like
1: the the word for in Spanish, the word for wife and handcuffs is the same. Okay, fair enough. However, if you mean handcuffs, use the English word handcuffs. Well, and
0: English has its own problems with that. Like like, a can versus I can.
1: Right. Can and can there, there and there, mm. um, dark and dark, night and night. We have our issues too, but that's where the context comes in. And it, the same is true of Spanish. The same is true uh, is the the same is true of, of German or pick a language. Context actually matters. It helps you sort out which spoken word you're using. But we still need to be precise with our language because we are the language bearers. That's who we are. That's what we are. That's why we have stories. That's why we have traditions. It's because we can share these things through language. It is very important. And I I just can't let go of the, the fate, destiny, doom thing. Because you hear this one. Well, you're doomed to your fate. This is an extremely true statement. However, most people don't understand what doom or fate means. They think doom is a negative connotation. And they think fate is something that's unchangeable. And it is. But they think that it's something that you have no choice in. That is the incorrect part. Fate is exactly the choice. Once the choice is made, it cannot be unmade. That's why fate is final. The, the fatality of fate. It means that it cannot be undone. Once you make a choice... You cannot unmake that choice. You, uh uh-huh, yeah, I can. I choose not to have a cup of coffee right now, and I can change my mind in 30 seconds. Yes, but the one choice has already been made. Now you're making a second choice Yes, 30 seconds later.
0: Yes, and that actually comes into another thing, which is being contrary just for the sake of being contrary.
1: Yeah, which is, it's rampant. It is absolutely rampant, and it goes along with shifting definitions and shifting goalposts, which is not conducive to being a language-bearer.
0: Well, I've been accused of being contrarian before. I'm not contrarian. I just did my own darn research. Mm-hmm. There's a very big difference. Contrarian is just disagreeing for disagreement's sake. And sometimes it's fair because you got to play or devil's advocate. Or disagreeing without thought.
1: Yes. Because I don't care if somebody fundamentally disagrees with me on everything. So long as they have their own actual reasons, not because Brian Shepard said so, or, but young said, I don't give a fuck what they said. Well, I do, but I don't care that you're just repeating them. You have to have your own reasons, your own reason. Well, we did which a, is only capable through thought well, through we, language. We did a whole podcast
0: last week on this zealotry You need to actually pressure test and think about your ideology. You can have one. Everyone has one. But don't just don't take someone else's and just copy paste it. Yeah. Don't outsource your beliefs and personality to someone else, no matter how intelligent they are. I don't care if it's Nietzsche, Jung, Aristotle. Think about it.
1: Well, and then you also have to take things into context because for uh, on that, that note, well, Nietzsche said. Okay. But he also said this and this, which means that you're taking what he said out of context.
0: Oh, the most famous one. Uh, God is dead.
1: Yes. That that quote is so frequently taken out of context, it drives me completely up the wall where I'll, I'll, I'll start just not freaking out. That's the wrong word. But I'll start like raging at the sky over just the sheer frustration of people thinking that they're smart for saying that, and they're taking everything completely out of context.
0: Well, and I'll admit, I've read very little Nietzsche. But as far as I understand the context of that quote, what he was describing was that the concept of the Christian God is dead in Western society, and that we've...
1: We no we longer- are the gods. Yes. Uh, I'm just going to paraphrase That's it's not a perfect...
0: No, but basically he was arguing we needed to—basically we had to ascend to godhood and become our own gods.
1: Yeah. To take responsibility for ourselves. There's quite a bit to it. I suggest reading at least that section to get the context of what he was talking about.
0: Well, and to actually— think
1: about it. Argue with him. Try to prove not just him wrong, but try to prove yourself wrong. Go into it like with our—we're descendant of bears, we came up with this with, z- like, not zero research, but it was like 1% of 1% research. And then folk- and it was just a fun game. It's like, what if? And then, but this makes sense. Okay, now let's try to prove ourselves wrong. And we did months of research trying to prove ourselves wrong, which you'd think would be easy. But, no, the more we looked, the more it turns out, well, at least folklorically... For sure potentially, even biologically, we are related to bears
0: well, and what's interesting actually is in the folklore there's most of them have the bears our forced cousin, uh, a really good chunk have the bear as ancestor, mm-hmm. so like the bears became us, and then there's a few that actually have the opposite where the bear was once human and became bears, right, so there's that integral linking
1: right. And yeah, it could just be metaphorical. Not a word, by the way, but I'm going to use it because it, it, it's the closest. It's I metaphoric. Got. Yeah, there, there you go. Thank you. It's metaphoric. Um, it might just be metaphoric, but it could also be far more literal than we give it credit for. And in the end, it doesn't matter to me. We're us, regardless. Regardless, we're we're still us. It doesn't matter where we came from, or well, I mean, it does, but it it also doesn't in the grand scheme of things we know that we come from our ancestors how much more do we need well and
0: that's actually another thing like i mentioned part of the benefit of speech is the ability to communicate ideas and that includes history lineage culture like a big thing is like we brought up the concept of ascendance apotheosis becoming divine becoming a deity a spirit a a, Like Hercules, like Asclepius, like Sviatoslav, like Joan of Arc. Here's the thing, is if people can't communicate complex ideas, the moment someone dies, they exist only as long as the memory of people that have interacted with them exists. Yes. And then they're dead, at least in the common consciousness. But because of the ability to speak, the ability to write, which grows out of speaking, more or less, or grows in tandem, I guess that would be something you could argue. We are able to bring people forward, and by that nature, as, this allows us to ascend to godhood. You can argue, for instance, you can ascend to godhood even if people don't remember you. I, I'm willing to roll with that's an option. But then, if no one remembers you, does it matter? That that's that's more of a philosophical question. Yes, yeah, there's than some
1: philosophical and some spiritual questions. Like, but we
0: can have those questions because, because we, we have can language. speak. and the. People will be like, oh, words are magic. Speaking is magic. Yes. It is. Well, well not, not, magic, not magic. It's weird. Well, and that's the other thing is there's there's loan words from other languages that money the whole concept. Like we had a whole podcast talking about how magic
1: is. It was people, wrong when we was talking about magic before. What we was actually discussing was the weird. The weird craft.
0: So then, but magic comes from the magi. So it's a loan word from the Middle East or Central Asia, I guess, is actually where Iran is. Yeah. But. It's not it doesn't actually describe our traditions, but if you think about it, just think What we're able to do is because we can speak we can communicate ideas. We can Rally great armies tell jokes tell tell jokes jokes, tell stories sing Like the songs of birds and whales are pretty Mm -hmm. But think of the eloquence, the power of singing in our language. This is why, like, um, uh, animals that can speak. Because in in our folklore, there's two kinds of special mystical animals. Enchanting animals. Enchanted animals. Mm -hmm. There's the ones that are a bit odd. So, like, uh, a freaking deer with, like, a a light in between its antlers. Or its antlers are made out of trees. Or it's, like, shimmering silver. Yeah, there's something...
1: Strange about it. It's
0: it's it's a fairy creature, but then there's also just the very simple: the animal can talk. Yeah, the animal can talk, and it might walk on its hind legs, like Reynard is and often in depicted.
1: In either case, it is bad luck, very bad luck at the least, to kill these animals. If it can speak, or if the or if it has a tree literally growing out of its head. Why? Yeah. Because they're special.
0: Yeah. Well, it's. It's like, why is an albino animal considered special, especially a full-grown one? Mm-hmm. It's because it shouldn't be
1: alive. Yeah, by, by all logical reasoning, it shouldn't exist. Well, it should have then, been killed as a youngling.
0: Well, and then they seem to pop out full-grown. Because mm-hmm. it's pretty rare, unless you're literally watching the birth, to see an albino animal when it's young.
1: Yeah, it does happen. Yeah, obviously, we know that it happens. But yeah, it seems, it appears... That these things, they just pop out of the ether full-grown.
0: Well, it's like the the famous white moose in Sweden.
1: It nobody, We know that it was a calf. We know logically it was a calf, and yet...
0: No one's seen it as a calf. And then there's, a, I think, in its main folklore, like folklore in New England, mm-hmm. where there's a spectral moose spirit that's just a, a white stag.
1: Yeah. It's... Th-
0: Well, and the very fact that we have this folklore, that we have these stories of the white stag, is part of the speech-bearer, is part of the ability to speak and communicate and put this information forward. And it's why language is attacked. It's why the word elf comes to mean not just elf, but a hundred different things.
1: Right. Yes.
0: It's why the word witch which immediately uh, originally meant something along the lines of wise individual wise woman comes to mean <laughs> dance naked in a blood drenched moon around Satan.
1: Yeah, there's there's the co- reasons there's reasons for one and excuses for the other like fay is a good one. Fay is a blanket term. Yes. Then you have the fairy. You have the brownies. You have the Nixies. You have the Selkie. You You have the the gods. You have the she. These are fae. But not all gods are fae. Not all spirits are fae. And not all fae are spirits or gods. It's just an umbrella term. And that is perfectly fine. Now, where it starts getting not fine is when... The Wicked Witch, which we do have our own traditional Wicked Witches that have nothing to do with Christianity. Wicked meaning um, not evil. It means uh, dangerous.
0: Well, and it, it it also has some references to power because I think it... Saying Wicked Witch, if you go back to like what the supposed origin of both words are, it's basically saying the same thing twice.
1: Yeah. Yeah. G- kind of, yeah. Uh, or... I guess you could translate witch. it to yeah, a witchy witch or a powerful witch, yeah. uh, which doesn't necessarily mean bad.
0: Well, once you get to a certain power level, um, good or bad, all your actions have consequences. Like yes. Baba Yaga, Baba Yaga might eat you and and uh, might eat you. She might kill you, but she could also help you, and. A lot of the 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 messed up stuff with Baba Yaga can be explained by like boogeyman needing a boogeyman for kids cuz it's useful. Right. I also Christian think the uh,
1: the cannibalism part of her is over yeah overdone. I, I think that's due to various uh, influences. But I'm not going to marry myself to that that idea. Like it is possible because because it is.
0: Well, like the story of Baba Yaga, she has like, like uh, she's got her chicken hut. But she also has a fence made of human bones. That's in a lot of the stories. Or uh, there's one story, I think it's Vasilisa the Beautiful with the the skull that emits light. But there's... And that we have that story because of the ability to speak. But there's also another element that we have because people wrote stuff down. Because certain cultural elements continued because of the ability to speak. Because of the ability to pass it on. That we used to keep uh, our ancestors' bones... In close the to home. hand, yes. yes, and especially because Yaga, in
1: under on the home.
0: Well, the I've heard Baba Yaga described. It's not inaccurate. I think it's a little limiting, but as the customs officer of the afterlife, because Bobby Yaga often is right at that point between the land of the living and the land of the dead. Mm-hmm. That's often how she's portrayed. But Bobby Yaga is old, old and important, and if you are old and important and there's a tradition in these cultures of keeping like the skull of a treasured ancestor to be like, like I think you once told me an example would be like young boy takes great, great grandfather's skull, puts it on like a shelf or something and trains in front of it to kind of show like, this is what I do, grandpa I'm doing well.
1: Yeah. And, and or uh, teach me.
0: Yes. I I mean, we still kind of do it because well it's pretty rare to have someone bring their ancestor's skull how, okay. into the house how
1: many people have gone to a martial arts school of any kind and uh, there's two species of man that have, have a tendency to do that do this. but you have a picture of the original master of the school on the wall who's been dead for a very long time it's a very similar concept
0: Well, and here's the thing, is pictures, paintings, sculptures, these sorts of things, they're just continuations of runesmithing, to give it a fun name, but the ability to create images that have meaning. But instead of creating an abstract, like an abstract depiction of uh, Ned Stark. Let's go with a fictional character, Ned Stark, or Harry Potter. You just have a picture of Harry Potter that you printed off the Internet. That's... That's a very bad example. But basically the idea being that it's the same as letters. It's just Harry Terry Hodder,
1: watch me read my books. Uh, it, yeah, it's, it's it's a fun, silly example. And some of those, quite often, the silly examples are the best examples. So take that to heart. Like, get ludicrous with your examples because the more ludicrous that you are, the more it actually shows how accurate it is. Well, it's...
0: Let's let's use idols as an example because a lot of our people like idols. Your family photo album, the, your mother's picture on the wall or on the piano or on the mantle is an idol to your mother. Or, this, or an altar. Yeah.
1: You're, they're, they're one in the same, but they're different.
0: The way it, it, it's the, the... The actual function of the thing versus what people think of the thing. Yeah. Like, like the thing... The meeting that people go to and celebrate and talk about important things and settle disputes versus the thing, the Marvel character. They're both called the thing. You can't confuse them. There's the 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 intention of the word and the common understanding of the word. Mm-hmm. Uh, the common understanding of altar is a little ridiculous by pagan standards. Yeah, but your your mantle well, with it family photos makes perfect
1: photos, sense by Catholic standards, though.
0: Yes, but by heathen standards, like your 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 mantle with your family heirlooms and your pictures of your family, or your piano, bookshelf. your bookshelf, whatever it is, that is just as much an altar, and it's truer altar because it's truer intent Mm -hmm. and each of these things is something we have because we're able to pass it on
1: let's say you really like cars and you have a shelf with a bunch of model cars on it effectively this would be an altar to wayland or what's a greek one uh there's a festus festus um it, it would be an altar just for two of them. I can think of the names of off the top of my head. It'd be an altar to Wayland, or potentially to Hephaestus, or one of the other thousand thousand gods of of crafting things, of making things.
0: Well, there's a lot of them, and then that's before to the you dwarves, get dwarves because the dwarves dwarves goblin
1: is an automaton,
0: and that's another word that automaton is often used as a fancy steampunk word for robot automatons have free will that's one of the differences right a
1: role a robot not robot robot is a bastardization of the word robot but is a slave yes the meaning of automaton has free will we need to keep these separate and
0: yes, automaton is a loan from the Greek into English, but that's the beautiful magpie nature of English.
1: Well, from the the northern stories, it's like they never thought to even make up a word for it because Gulembursty is Goulombursty. Gulembursty is manufactured life, manufactured, made out of gold, right? Uh, or is it, it just the bristles are gold? But he's, either way, a, he's made.
0: It, he's made out of gold, but it, it's. Dwarfs.
1: Yeah, it's dwarf stuff. But he's manufactured life. So by definition, he's an automaton. We, there's actually several beings like this. Some of them are humanoids. Some of them are animals. Some of them are chairs. Yeah, on occasion there's the chair. But I was talking specifically in the north. But I guess you could even call, like, it's more modern, but the idea of the singing sword, an automaton. Frere's a sword that fights on its own. It's an automaton.
0: Lightsabers
1: the lightsabers to get really modern these are automatons the robots just do what they're told to do they might not necessarily do what's intended to be done but it's because they're slaves they don't think and notice the difference here one is thinking the other one is unthinking which one do you want to be
0: well and like we said at the beginning you can think in images. You can think in scents and sensations and things like that. And we do. And,
1: and we all do. It's just how prevalent is it in our awareness.
0: Yes. Like how much do like you might recall mom's cinnamon cookies and you remember the smell and the taste and all of these elements. Mm-hmm. But imagine if instead of saying mom's cookies, you just had the scent, the the taste, the memory. Right. It's there. But how do you communicate it? How do you make those cookies again? How did she make those cookies? Right. Without speech? And here's the thing is all languages develop with the people. Words arise as we need them. You don't need a word for umbrella till you have umbrellas. You don't need a word for gunpowder till you have gunpowder. But on the same token, there's also concepts like crua, that word you quite like in the Gaelic. Right. That means like the shape or concept of an idea. Right. Uh, given an
1: idea shape and form
0: or schadenfreude in German and these are words that we've always wanted but we couldn't find in English Mm -hmm. but you're of Gaelic descent I'm of German descent and that brings into the idea of mother tongues so like your language partially shapes how you think this is true especially because all of the words that you learn growing up are effectively spells you're casting on yourself but on the same token because these languages grow with the biology of individuals you could argue that there are certain concepts that it is beneficial to learn your mother tongue your ancestral tongue
1: well due to certain aspects and, and i've been talking to some people online and in real life just in snippets of course that's the best way to do it um but it it seems like languages are while they're not biological they are borderline borderline biological entities it's like part of us that word that we're really struggling for it might be a gaelic word it might be a german word and we don't speak gaelic or german but we know the word is there and it's really frustrating because we can't grab a hold of it but once we find it it's the perfect word and we always knew it was there so so in part it's biological major part is it's learned that's why you can learn any language on earth But how well do you actually use it? That's the question. And the degradation of language, it can be put down to a lot of different things. It can be put down to social media. It can be put down to TV. It can be put down to uh, the evil cabal sitting in their enchanted cave that makes the teachers teach the kids the wrong definition for the word mad. It it can be all the different... um, all the different species of man jammed in on top of each other. And then they're having to figure out how to communicate with each other. And, well, this word that I use, it doesn't really mean, I don't know, uh, it doesn't really mean frightened. But it doesn't mean terror. But it doesn't mean this or that or this other thing. It means something slightly different. But I'm going to grab a hold of this one word and we'll just say that same thing. This, this, it's not any one thing. It's all of these things, and the most disastrous part to it, in my mind, is that, and by and large, we're doing it ourselves. How many very smart people have we talked with? At one time, we had a podcast with a very smart guy. I'm not going to name him, but we had a podcast with a very smart guy, and then while we was talking with him after the podcast... When the gloves came off, because he's like, well, I was just trying to be polite. Okay, well, let's drop politeness. And then he started using words incorrectly and starting to say, but that's not how I mean it. I don't care how you mean the word. This is what the word means. If you're, the language matters because we are the language bearers. I cannot say it enough. I could sit here for the next 12 minutes just repeating it, and it would not be said enough.
0: Well, and that's the the thing to go into is speech and language are not yours. They're not, it's not mine. It's not the person down the street. It's not the person sitting in the seat of government. It is the inheritance of an entire species, an entire tribe, an entire race. It is, it is extremely unbelievably insulting and disrespectful to untold generations of people to take how the language has been built up and then just crush it into near uselessness because, well, that's how I do yo.
1: Right. Well, and it's not something to be held over somebody's head. Like what a pleb. You don't know what mad truly means. That's that's an asshole move. That is the move of a dick and a selfish, stupid individual. What you do when they use a word incorrectly, you well, what do you mean? Do you mean this or do you mean that? Ask questions. You don't have to verbally berate them to get them to understand. And then be like, ah, well, yeah. And get excited. Well, oh, yeah, you used the word mad. Did you know mad actually means just get excited about it? It's something for us to save, safeguard, not to bludgeon people with. And the thing is, assume the other person that you're talking to is intelligent. They just probably don't know any better.
0: Well, and here's the thing is there's too many words to ever know them all. Yeah, we can't. I mean,
1: this is one thing. Not if we expect to function in any way. Well,
0: this is part of the reason I like uh, our alphabets as a people, whether it's agam, whether it's runes, whether it's Greek, Latin, uh, Cyrillic, Mm -hmm. whatever. Um we actually keep the number to a manageable level. Like, you'll never learn every symbol in our lands. But in terms of, like, direct language, even oh, yeah, in Ogden. you're going them, with,
1: like, the Chinese with, like, 5,000 oh, characters, never, and each one is unique. And
0: they'll never learn them all. Like, uh, in Japanese, there's, like, three or four different sub-alphabets that are all used interchangeably, sort of. Most Japanese do not know all of them.
1: Yeah. It's ridiculous. Well, it, it's, it's, like, I've actually sacrificed spelling to be able to hold other information in my mind little known secret autocorrect hates me when i type something autocorrect just puts up a big error message that says learn to spell yes because because s- almost everything will be highlighted red because i spell so phonetically you spell phonetically well, in other languages
0: oh yeah well uh, like it's like you said you can understand gaelic when you don't realize you're listening to Gaelic because you grew up hearing Gaelic and English mm-hmm. from your elders. I'll
1: even sing in Gaelic and not realize I'm doing it. I think I'm singing in English. Yeah.
0: It's because your brain actually registers them both as the same language. But then in common parlance, you don't speak Gaelic. Yeah,
1: I, I, I uh, yeah, I can't. like if
0: I asked you to speak Gaelic right now, you couldn't. No, it's, I it's got, got a couple of words,
1: but I couldn't really say anything in Gaelic. Well, and that's like with my spelling color. Is it C-O-L-O-R, C-O-L-L-O-R, C-O-L-O-U-R, C-O-L-O-U-R-E, C-O-L-O-A-R, C-O-L-O-A-R-E. I spell it all of those ways, and they're all actually correct. For different time periods in different languages. Yes. Well, and to, to get into... So, but yeah, autocorrect fucking hates me.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, and that's the thing is there is common... Usage Or common tongue, which is how just the everyday person talks without this input. Right. And then there is the more eloquent official. It's like, uh, what's it? English is technically a quote unquote Germanic language. However, in writing, it's actually more of a Latin language. And then in speaking, it's more of a Gaelic language Mm -hmm. within like sentence structure and use.
1: Kinda, then, yeah.
0: Well, and the thing is, is someone actually brought this up to me is, like the the region I'm from and the region you're from, actually the the Midwest. We have a habit of dropping the G at the end of words, even though Ing is in fact a specific rune. Mm-hmm. Um, so we at least had that somewhat in how what we you spell.
1: animals you drop the G, but
0: apparently, uh, saying beginning or beginnin' instead of beginning is actually more accurate to how English used to be spoken, like the G is a more recent addition to yep. the ends of these words. I've never looked into that very far, well, so I won't it's say like that's 100%. aluminum
1: certain. versus aluminum. Somebody just decided aluminum sounds better regardless of what the guy that invented the process called it.
0: Well, it's uh, got bad news for the so English. It's the
1: same thing with the G. That's the literal story of why so many of our words have G at the end of them. It's because somebody just decided that they should.
0: Well, and that's part of the problem of common tongue versus the official tongue is the official tongue is subject to the whims of a bunch of assholes. Yeah. Whereas the common tongue is usage. Well,
1: and a- the th- ask anybody that tried learning language from a or English from a school and they're like, oh, yes, I speak English so very much good. And then they come to America or England and all of a sudden everybody's like, what the good Yes. you Or see. the
0: goodest news of all. Oh, my goodness. The, that was on an official ad. Yeah. It's not a word. Goodest is not a word.
1: Yeah. And neither is historical. I don't care how or, much it's used. I see it everywhere. I hear it everywhere. Well, that makes it a word. It makes it a bad word because historical and historic are the same thing. And historical didn't show up until relatively recently, as in during my freaking lifetime.
0: Well, it's like there's nothing wrong with new words, like laser. Laser right. is a new word. It
1: effectively has no etymology because it's an acronym.
0: Right. But it's an acronym that became a word. And we, laser laser's a useful word to have because we have lasers now. Right. But if we never invented lasers, we'd never have a use for the word laser. And laser never would have become a word. Right.
1: Well, and. I know that we bag on etymology a lot but we use etymology a lot but the thing is is etymology it isn't that it's wrong or don't use it it's that's it's quite frequently misused and completely out of context
0: well like uh, proto-germanic um a lot even words just going back one language step is guesswork yeah but to go back to a literally made up language like Proto-Germanic is completely irresponsible on yeah. a linguistic side.
1: Yeah, you, you, you just can't do it. I mean, it is, it is hard enough if you have a written example, but no spoken examples. That is difficult enough. But when there isn't even written examples, that is completely unacceptable. And I hate, I hate, to, I hate to break it to people. They're like, oh, well, Latin, I speak Latin, and Latin is a written language. No, you don't speak language, uh, Latin. You speak a, a recreated version of Latin based off from the writing. But how many people have you heard speak English that pronounce it completely wrong based off from how it's spelled? Like mechanic instead of mechanic.
0: Well, and that's the thing. Like we were watching somebody make fun of how all the different languages are kind of nonsensical. The thing is, English is a really easy language to learn how to speak because you can get like half the words wrong and people will still know what you mean. Yeah. It is absolutely ridiculous to learn how to write English. And, and then here's the thing is most English speakers are more than happy. Like if you say goose and you're like, oh, the plural of goose is geese. So the plural of moose must be meese. Exactly. Someone will be like, they might laugh a little bit, but they like, no, 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 no. The plural of moose is moose.
1: What? It, it doesn't make any sense to us either. It's just how it is. Well, that's like for the Latin speakers. Well, it wasn't pronounced Caesar. It was pronounced Kaiser. Hold on. Are you sure it wasn't pronounced Kaiser? How do we know? How can we know? The language hasn't been spoken in so long. And then maybe there was different dialects. It might have been Caesar here and Kaiser over there. We don't know. Well, and another And, ex- and we have... Shit, tons of Latin writing. We can translate it just fine because we have so many examples of it. However, that doesn't mean that we know how it was said.
0: Well, and it was probably spoken differently because no one talked like Shakespeare.
1: No, no, that Shakespearean English was it only Shakespearean English only existed in Shakespearean plays,
0: which was part of their appeal. Was they didn't speak like normal people? Yeah, but. There's no way to know what Latin actually sounded like because nobody speaks it, and if there's not a co- people actually, if there's not a common tongue, it's not really spoken. It's not a real language. It's like
1: speaking lawyer,
0: legalese. Oh, legalese, uh, company jargon, uh, all this other nonsense. And here's the thing: is there's actually a more recent example because we went to the Slavic languages and French to point out some some bastardized languages. Is actually a more notable and more horrifying in its implications. Example: Modern German, specifically in Germany, because you've talked to a lot of people in Germany. I, I don't know if this is a widespread problem across the board in Germany, but apparently they can't understand the speeches from nineteen
1: forties Germany. That the, the 1930s, Nazi nineteen forties. They can't understand it. They can understand some of the words, but they struggle to actually understand it because the language has shifted so much there's actually a whole youtube channel dedicated to that i wish i could remember that the guy's name because he goes back and he translates stuff from old german to, to modern german to to modern english this is bad because it's the equivalent of like americans that's could in not... one lifetime
0: yeah well it's like if uh the the speeches from fdr and uh true and is it truman yeah truman uh FDR and Truman if we if, couldn't
1: understand them or we only understood like w- every third word
0: but we can still understand we might not know all the words like we, but we can understand the founding fathers of America which is almost 400 years ago and they were speaking roughly the same English as 100 years before that yeah and then here's the thing is yes there's word differences like a notable example is the word bald bald used to just mean white headed it didn't mean no hair right so, so a bald eagle, eagle was a white-headed eagle.
1: Yeah. All right, so we're out of time. I am going to invite everybody to support us on all of our stuff, where you support and click the buttons and answer the questions and stuffy stuff. You know where we are. Uh, follow us and, and uh, support us on, on those places. And until then, I guess we'll see you, what, next week?
0: Yep. yep. Uh, uh, tune, tune in next week for the season finale. And to all you speech bearers out there, Guard the language, protect the language, value the language, and learn it. There are so many wonderful words out there, from petrichor to an ironaut. Learn them. They're fascinating.